Welcome back to Rebound with Resilience, a podcast dedicated to raise your resilience, mindset, and mental wellness. On this episode, we are joined by Brooke Lim, also commonly known as Sugar Rest. Uh, she's perhaps one of the most well-known youth in Singapore. Right? She has close to 200k followers on uh, TikTok and also is um, adored, I would say, by many other youth. But I guess beyond that, what I do really appreciate about her is her compassion and heart for other people, especially youth, right? Even during her A-levels, she was still right, going to extra mile for people, answering DMs, sending out resources. It's something that I cannot imagine myself doing when I was stressed about my own A's. So honestly, that is what really inspired me and stood out to me. And, and today, I'm very happy to have her on the show. So yeah, thanks. Thanks, Brooke, for coming on. Thanks for the invite as well. I really, really appreciate it. Sure. Uh, how have you been? How have you been? Congrats on, on finishing your ACE and also your, your recent podcast. Thank you. It's been good. A lot of time to just, you know, relax, sleep in, do the things I want. What about you? How has your 2022 been? Yeah, it's glorious. Glorious so far. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm quite fortunate. Uh, 2021 was a tough year, but also pretty good. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, back then we were, we were still pretty busy, but I'm glad we were able to do this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm so curious though, like, you know, you just started your podcast, right? Uh, and you're really on the top of the charts. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, I am high-key. I'm not even going to hide it. I'm high-key jealous because I've been doing this for a while. But the kind of influence you have, how does that make you feel, though, knowing that... Uh, that people are listening to my podcast? Yeah. Wow, it's just... I don't know. It's kind of overwhelming, right? Like, people want to listen to what I have to say. They like what I have to say. And... And I really like a podcast because, you know, it's just my voice, you know, nothing to do with my face. And I know that they're not listening to me just, just because of my face, actually listening because they like what I have to say. And, mm. you know, it just feels very humbling and also very flattering that people are interested in what I have to say. Like, I never assumed that, you know, my opinion would actually be something people want to hear about, you know, because I'm, I'm just another random girl, you know, I'm 18, I don't even have a driver's license, I'm not even in university, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. it's really fun because I really like talking. I feel like I have a lot of things to say. Sometimes my friends get tired of me just talking nonstop. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, really, because I, I mean, I listened to the, the first two mm-hmm. episodes as well, like before, and, and definitely some of the insights were quite interesting, like social media, for example. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that also like you know gen z and social media uh and of course before we get into it uh appreciate the trust but i'm looking forward to learning from you i think you're one of the youngest guests i have on the podcast uh, i work with you quite a bit but you know have a youth on the podcast to speak about mm-hmm. concerns i think we really relate to the audience and also help me to help other people better so yeah i'm looking forward thank you also looking forward so we i mean we're going to talk about uh, just growing up like your influences mm. uh, maybe a bit about ambition mental health mm. how you balance that and then finally about social media like some mm. quite a big part okay. of your life yeah but before that just a warm-up question uh. I know you're on your Insta profile you put there uh, supporting others unapologetically I thought that was <laughs> yeah I thought that was an interesting um, motto to live by I'm just curious what does that mean to you what does it mean to um, unapologetically 
Yes. Mot- motto per se. And this is actually the first time anyone has actually asked me what exactly really? I mean by that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, didn't think I any- thought somebody else may have asked you before. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone actually notices what I actually put in my bio. Like, I used to just have my school name and bio and I thought people actually cared more about that. Then I realized people were just treating me like this girl from Raffles. And I wanted to like divorce my whole identity from my, my mm. JC to so just took it off. And I just put something more... I think that would actually stick by me because I already graduated. I'm no longer a Raffles kid, just, you know, supporting others unapologetically. I think the word you're more intrigued by is, like, unapologetically, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why would I, like, have to be sorry for supporting other people? Mm. I feel yeah. like, because um, helping other people just, just really shouldn't be something you're sorry about. Okay. It feels like I sometimes get a lot of flat for it. So that's just my really? way of saying. Yeah, just really? I'm so you know, curious. You get flat for supporting other people. Yeah, people are saying that, oh my gosh, she's fake. And you know, if people mm-hmm. actually wanna be kind to of other people, they're not gonna talk about it on social media. So you know, she's just putting out a facade, she's faking it, things like that. So not very savory comments, but then again I've come to realize that people what if you do if you get enough attention there will be like this probability you know there's always like you know in mass that's probability yeah, right yeah. so yeah. the more um the more you do the the less how do I put it? I'm sorry, Mr. Paul, I've forgotten everything about math. <laughs> yeah, but there's always this probability yeah, yeah. that you'll get hate. So yeah, you, yeah. it's proportionate. Okay. Yeah, definitely going to discuss that a little bit more. Yeah, I'm sure initially when you started your content, not just for supporting other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so curious because when you talk about yourself, you get very common hate when you support other people. <laughs> you also get, so like, what do you want to do, right? Because yeah. in ways, you also get people exactly. talking about it. So like, get, yeah. So there's just like, you no know, pleasing some people. So really you just need to please yourself and the people actually matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. And, and I guess that answers the question also, right? Like, why do you want to do that? Because, you know, I think we've chatted briefly in the last, talking about how you felt that if someone was in your position, um, if someone, you, you were kind of like in their position back when you were a youth, so if someone had reached out to you back then, offer some insight, some encouragement, that would have meant a lot. I think that's one of your motivators as well, to support other people. And you said a large part of your audience are actually females, you mentioned, right? Younger yeah, younger girls. girls so. Yeah, okay. All right, great. Okay, I guess we can go. I guess we can go before the... I'm done in the wall. Now we can go into the, <laughs> uh, the questions. Okay. Um, growing up, growing up, right? Like, how were you like, as a student, I'm curious. Were you really so ambitious? So how was I uh, as a spoken? Yeah. Okay, depends on, on in set one. Yeah, how was I doing in set one? Um, in set one, in set one, I you know I just joined RGS. I was still like fresh out yeah. of primary school, and I think we were learning about like um lowest common multiple, highest yeah. common factor, things like that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, yes, I vaguely remember it. <laughs> yeah so what was I like then I think I was just very confused very new to the whole school now so also very very excited like you know new new school you know RGS mm. just all these opportunities I think I tried out for a lot of things and I didn't get into a lot of things but you know as a kid I, I just didn't care about rejection I just picked myself up that I wouldn't think too much about it mm. so that is and was I ambitious um I guess as ambitious as a 13-year-old kid could have get. Like my like because back in secondary school, like even set four seemed really, really far away. 
Mm-hmm. And so I guess my ambitions, they were limited, but to me, I still thought they were lofty, like, yeah. I wanted to go, go into this CCA, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do, be like my CCA seniors, you know, because I would go to CCA, because I was from a math and science club, then everyone mm-hmm. there was just so smart, and I thought they were like the smartest people ever, you know, and they would just give lectures, and I would just kind of like fawn over them, because they, they were so fluent and well Sure, just like little room models here and there, like get influenced yeah. by them, just like how people get influenced by you now. Yeah. But Right, someone like you yeah. already have like kind of a small ambition back then. I'm going to be some like this sports person, musician, I don't know, influencer, probably not hmm. for sure. <laughs> I think back in secondary school, I just wanted to be popular. Like not like hmm. those, you know, in like those American high school, then you have like that really? mean girl okay. who's popular. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, not like that. I wanted to be the kind of popular where I could like um, walk into any school event and I could like, hey bro, what's up? I know you, I know you. Then, oh, and then, you know, I just wanted to... Okay. People to have a good impression of me, you know. That was my idea of popular back then. And I wanted teachers to like me. I wanted seniors to see potential in me, stuff like that. Okay. Was, was influence and leadership already something that you prioritize? Or influence you and leadership? Yeah, influence like leadership. specific leadership positions in school? Yeah, yeah. Just, just influence in general. Like you mentioned being well-known, being um, your voice having an impact in other people actually no because like back in secondary school I just didn't think that deeply you know okay. uh, also times when I was just focusing like I just wanted to end school and go home sure. yeah to be fair I was trying maybe I wasn't trying hard enough or maybe my, I wasn't efficient enough that's really all I can remember from secondary sure. one lower side basically what do you struggle most with, like in secondary school? In secondary mm. school, wow. Um, I guess I struggle a lot with what like people thought of me, and also with um my priorities because I didn't have like because I knew what my priorities. My priorities should have been like school, you know, mm. my friendship stuff like that. But I guess even though I knew that school should be my number one priority, I don't know how to treat that as a priority. You know, I didn't have like a really efficient study method that worked for me. I didn't have tuition. I didn't. I didn't actively seek out consults with my teachers. I just thought I could, you know, just sit at home and just work everything. Okay. So I, yeah, so back then, I didn't really know how to study. And, you know, when I got a bad grade, then I feel demoralized. Then I rely on, like, bursts of motivations. But, you know, bursts of motivations aren't enough. You need to be consistent. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So really, really is more of the study side. Like. In terms mm-hmm. of, like, insecurities-wise, like, was there, like, okay, I'm comparing with other people feeling like not as good especially in RGS where people there like you said right they're brilliant in their own ways mm. like was there ever that thing that oh I'm not good enough because a lot of you kind of face yes that. yes really know. just all the time especially when it comes to grades you know RGS had this thing where you know every time you release your score for like a test or project online then yeah. they also put the median so okay. there'll be the maximum score your score and the yeah, median just, and just... whenever my score is lower than the median I'll just think oh my gosh half the sure. batch is doing better than me it's just overly pressurizing you like that I, I want <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I guess but it's a good benchmark okay yeah it's a good yeah. benchmark if you're doing well yeah okay. depends on the student I guess yeah okay. I mean it's still there right I mean class positions everything I'm not sure where they removed it I think they might have made some tweaks now, right mm-hmm. to reduce the pressure but by and large, I think that comparison thing, that stratification is still always there. Um, mm. Anyways, I guess more on that, on how to manage that later. Yeah. But Did you have like the honour rules back in JC too? Yeah. Like every sure. exam, then they just yeah. show? 
Oh, they removed it like a few years oh, before mine. Yeah, then I was sad because yeah. you know, I actually did one in JC. Um, Let's see where I, where I stood in comparison. So. But it's a, yeah, that's, that's a minor point, right? Because actually stress is necessary for growth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, without stress, there's no growth. But at the same time, beyond a certain stress, it becomes distress. And I think that, that line is pretty fine. Right? So I mm-hmm. guess it's hard where everybody's threshold of stress is and so they just decide ah, just take it take everything away mm-hmm. yeah do they still have the countdowns though the countdowns to A-levels countdown. like on the board oh yeah we had we had one in my class yeah. we also had a motivational quote what was it I'm curious, <laughs> I'm curious what was it which class um, so were you I was in like um, 5A like because I was in a hybrid class then so there was only 5A right. you no know, like 5B or C okay yeah it was SO3K. I was not okay. K. It was A to Z or something. I can't remember. Uh, so BCME. Yeah. Uh, no, I did. I did English language and linguistics. Oh. Because I just yeah. Because I just wanted to be be different. It was a horrible choice, uh. <laughs> It was horrible. It was like in the math of English. It was tough. Yeah. So I did that bio, chem as well as math. Very uh, interesting I knew I did combination. Mix, right? Yeah, I like hybrid. Two two humans, two arts. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to me actually uh, we have kind of like similar personalities as well, right? A bit, a bit of arts, a bit mm-hmm. of like that advocacy part of you. I'm, I'm just curious, are you by any chance? I know, I feel that you're an introvert, even though uh, you put yourself out a lot <laughs> on social. Yeah. I feel that like energy mm-hmm. is very introverted energy. Probably. Uh, how can you tell? Oh, it's just from the way, the way you speak, the eye contact, um, general mannerism. Even for me, people think that when I speak in front of a crowd, or outspoken, right? I'm an extrovert, which which is fine because I'm putting on a kind of persona I need to present. Mm-hmm. But when you're at home by yourself, you kind of draw energy from being a, being alone. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And probably, okay, you know that MBTI thing? Mm. Yeah. If I were to guess, uh, probably I N F yeah. Cannot, cannot be J. I think probably INFP. Yeah. And I think, yeah. yeah. What do the, those letters stand for? I'm, I'm still. Oh, you do still don't know? Yeah, N stands yeah. for intuition. P stands for thinking. I think P stands for perception. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So basically, you live in kind of an imaginary world where a, <laughs> you think a lot, you dream a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of stories in your mind. Um, That's kind of characteristic of INFP. Like. Okay, very interesting. I will check it out. <laughs> yeah, for the longest time, I, I didn't understand. Was, yeah, like, there's so many. Uh, I'll just yeah, 16, yeah, okay. 16, 16 different combinations. But the thing is, as you know, probably know, right? It's it's uh the criticism of it is that you know we can't be just confined to fixed mm-hmm. variables, right? They always so much more than just a personality type. Mm-hmm. But I guess it does show does gain some self-awareness for students. Or even if you're listening to this, right, as a youth, I think it'd be great. It's a free test, right? Just go on the website. MBTI website, check it out. You can read through it, see if it applies to you or some career paths, possibly. Yeah, but that, that's where it ends. Uh. I think life goes way beyond just a personality test. <laughs> so anyways, pardon me for talking too much. I know today's about you. Uh, Don't worry okay. about it. Yeah? Okay, let's, let's go back. Let's go back okay. to the questions again. Um, so yeah, I mean, on that actually, right, on INFP and everything, um, how do you become, because those person that usually are more feeling, more sensitive, but apart from your personality persuasion, right, is there any other influences that led you to be so compassionate, so loving? Was it influenced um, in any way by anybody, your parents? I mean, around? Well, I guess, like, when I understand a question, like, I mean, I just 
kind of gives a suggestion that I'm more compassionate and loving than other people. That's the underlying assumption. I don't know. If, if, if you think it's a fair assumption, if you don't, then yeah, maybe we... we I think we, I'm just like the same as like a regular human being. Like I try to I try to help people. I know everyone helps people. I know that that's what I have to do. I find fulfillment in that. But that's, that's kind of the case for everyone, I guess. And I think the only difference between me and other people is that because I'm so open online, so... Mm. I'm more vocal about it. I show more of what I do online. Yep. So, yeah. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I would say also that two things. Number one is that we are so used to inverted commas, backstabbing or people saying not so nice stuff that almost mm. being nice becomes abnormal, which is mm. a sad thing because being nice should be the normal. Yeah. Right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is that um, even, for example, when I was in our school, right, there was still, and I think not just our school, but across the board, mm-hmm. this scarcity mentality, right? And for me to win, someone else has to lose. Mm. There's that bell curve thing, right? And because of that, people don't always openly help other people because mm. they are concerned about themselves, um, protecting themselves. So I think that's where my question stem from, like, in a way. Do you notice that, though, in school? In school, scarcity yeah. and abundance. Well, I think because RI has a huge batch, like 1,200 people per year. Yeah. And I don't mix with everyone. I only mix with like mm. a small circle of friends. And okay. I've been very lucky with my friends. La. So they are, they're very sweet, very compassionate. They're always willing to share. So this fosters this very healthy environment for me. Um, but definitely, it's not the case for everyone. I've just been lucky enough to avoid much of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, last thing, last thing on your influences, I think before we move on to mental health and vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this is really uh, interesting. Uh, your love for learning. You mentioned that you read 17 books a month. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I do not know how is that possible, even especially while taking your A's. I don't think I read after 17 books. After A's, after A's, yes. I don't think I read 17 books in my lifetime let alone in a month. <laughs> um, yeah, why, 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 how do you develop your love for reading? Actually? I mean, reading, because I wanted to get off my phone, you know, suddenly I had all these free time and I had nothing better to do. And I had all these books that I wanted to read that I wasn't able to during like exam season. So I just mm. read. And I only read books I was interested in. Like, any book that I find interesting, I want to read a book just because like, it seems fancy. Like, I'll probably never read like Crime and Punishment. Oh, yeah and yeah so I only read books I'm interested in I'm not ashamed to read like cliche like um romance fantasies those kind of, they are like escapes they're so fun and I read stuff that kind of helps me I read a lot of self-help books like things that I can actually apply in my real mm. life basically things that fascinate me you know when you read things that you genuinely enjoy it it just feels more like a treat it doesn't feel like a chore mm. I like it treat versus a chore I never used anyone I never seen heard anyone use that <laughs> juxtaposition before I think I might borrow that from now on <laughs> um, what's your favourite like I mean you talk about self-help I guess I do read pretty much a lot of self-help but is there any genre that in particular genre yeah, um, or author that you enjoy in self-help realm? well definitely like James Clear Atomic oh, okay. Habits helped a lot last year for school just you know Really just getting my life together, getting everything together on track for A's. And that was really helpful, especially because A's, I had a lot of things on my plate. I needed every bit of help I could get. Yeah, then now I'm just reading this book called um, The Happiness Project. So it's about this woman who spends a whole year just trying to be happy. It's very wholesome. 
I can't relate to everything, but yeah. I have it. Yeah. Oh, you have it? The Happiness yeah. Project? Yeah. yeah. Oh. There's a couple of other stuff as well. It's cool. Uh -huh. it's cool. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it okay. offline, offline as well. But, but yeah, definitely, I just asked you this question because I feel that reading is super underrated. Mm -hmm. um, more you should definitely check out some books in mm -hmm. your free time beyond read beyond your textbook. I think that's what I, I feel. Lah. I guess you can agree or disagree with that, but that's, I guess, one of the things that led you to your empathy, to your awareness. You know, I looked at your Instagram, the way you answer questions. I was quite blown away, actually. I'm not saying this just to flatter you because I genuinely look at your answers and I think like there's a lot of maturity of thought there. I think there's one particular person asking about advising a friend, right? For, I think someone else in a relationship with someone way older or something like that. And I would kind of, even for me, I might give an answer to something like, okay, maybe advise her out of it or something like that. But the way you answered was like, it gave me a different perspective. I, I think you said something like, you know, it's her decision and it's not in your position to tell her what to do. And, you know, you can give her some advice, but don't, I suggest you don't, you know, live her life. Something like that. Mm. I exactly remember, yeah, but. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I read a lot of those, you know, like, unagony advice columns. So there's just me living out my own childhood dream of becoming an unagony, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you give, you give me advice, I would say. <laughs> Okay, let's move on uh, to, to now the balance between ambition, mental health, and maybe some study tips for students. Okay. Uh, I think it's super relatable, right, to the majority of students. Uh, we have this national narrative that, oh, no grades, no future. You know, there's a pressure to compete, to compare, to create, right, to work. If they're not creating, they almost feel like they have no worth. Mm. Um, so I guess from your content, I can tell that you are fairly ambitious. Is that a fair assumption? Mm, I would like to hope so. Okay, yeah, the content you put out and, you know, the work that you put in. Um, let's talk about ambition first before we talk about the downside. Like, what, what is the value you feel of ambition? What is the joy that you've got, gotten? Ambition? Waking up, from waking up every day at 6 o'clock. I mean, waking up... before 12. Well, that is just like fulfillment, you know. Gives you a direction. It's like direction and it's something that, that really drives you, you know, if not you're just waking up every day to just, you know, get by another day in school, you feel like you haven't accomplished anything, you feel like you're just living for the sake of it. But you know, when you have like ambition and you, ha you have, you need passions for ambitions, you have to be ambitious about something that you actually care about. Yeah. And I feel like it, it just feels like it adds so much more meaning to life. Mm. And it's something that, that is largely self-directed, right? You don't always have to rely on other people to fulfill your own ambitions. Like, yeah, they can help, but most of it, like the owners of it, is just really lies on you. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that autonomy is something that you treasure. Like. That yeah. self-efficacy is something that... Yeah, yeah. I think that's one aspect of resilience, even a research perspective, right? It's actually your degree of efficacy and how much you believe that your actions matter. Mm -hmm. um, that really impacts a lot. Now, I think it's quite sad to see that in a lot of places that I, I do work in or speak in, it's almost as if they've given up. They feel that they have no efficacy, that whatever they do doesn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm just learn helplessness. You learn to be helpless. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that, that, that in JC especially, that's something mm -hmm. that uh, people can fall into? JC like, is difficult, yeah. Yeah, like that sense of hopelessness, right? Yeah. Like, am I just doing this for the sake of an A-level result that might not even be very good? Yeah, like and for example, continuing to not do, do well in studies, like, you know, maybe getting straight E's, F's, all the way to like 
you know, I was reading some Reddit post someone that mentioned that Ace was coming, but she just cannot improve her score throughout JC. Uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of people feel that way, but I feel like within my circle, um, okay, I have like different circles of friends, right? And there are people who, who do well, people who don't necessarily do well, and you can kind of tell from their work ethic. Mm-hmm. So, Within my own circle of friends, they're all very driven, they're very ambitious. Right. When they get a bad grade, like we all get bad grades, but they 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 know how to fix it. They don't mm-hmm. okay, they don't necessarily know how to fix it, but they know they have to fix it. Okay. So that, that's something I really admire about my friends. Okay, sure. Yeah. Let's move on to talk about um, the downsides of ambition, expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with with ambition comes attachment, right? And you can can I argue that attachment leads to suffering because there's a gap, right? Every idea is a judge. Um, what has been the biggest downside possibly to your ambition? Ambition, really just disappointment because you measure yourself up according to your ambitions, your goals, and whether you achieve them. And when you don't, it just feels like you have failed at, you know, just, just being a human being because you've tied so much of your, your self-worth to your, say, mm. for example, your grades, yeah. your academic performance, things like that. That that can just really mess with your whole perception of your self-worth. Okay. Mental health-wise, was it like, were you able to manage it during during your JC times? Was it ups and downs? Uh, Mental health. Okay, my mental health was really tied a lot to my grades. A lot of my stuff was tied to my grades. So I guess that wasn't very healthy, but it wasn't healthy if I didn't manage it well, but it was healthy stress if I could. But mm. there were times when I got like, I didn't do so well. I got like two Bs in one exam and then I, I went to the school counselor crying. And she was very helpful. She, she was lovely. It was an amazing visit. Really put a lot of things into perspective. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, could we, could we talk about that if you don't mind? Uh, I feel a lot of people also find you afraid to seek help. Right, the mm. fact that you can be so open about saying, hey, I'm just going to go to the counsellor to cry. <laughs> I, think not, I think not many people can do that, let, let alone speak about that. Do you think that's important? Of course it's important, know? but really, all, all I can say is that it's not as scary as it is. And you know, it's free. It's not like you have to go yeah. to like uh, somewhere outside and pay like a few hundred dollars for a session. Mm-hmm. It's free and it's helpful. It feels yeah. very homely. Counsellors are great. The counsellors are paid to help. It's their job and they actually know how to help. So, I mean... If you're a student, it's a free resource. Go take advantage of it. And most likely, a student will need it given any point in, in yeah. school, especially in JC. But yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that you talked about it. I'm sure you do in your TikTok videos as well. Um, when I was in JC as well, a super, a very strong stigma against visiting. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's a guy thing, I don't know. Um, but I, I just had a very strong stigma. In fact, I kind of subconsciously judged people who went to the counsellor. I was like, why do you need to go there? You know, mm-hmm. it's almost as if you're weaker compared to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, the irony was that, you know, I, I struggled with my ears. I had mental health issues. And I eventually had to go and seek a counsellor after, during and after my ears. Oh. Yeah. And then, oh, she's retired already. She's retired. Oh. It was the same, I, I think it's the same office, right? But probably a different person because she retired already. But she was a very pleasant, probably similar to how you describe it. Um, you know, just a... Very pleasant lady, uh, I remember. Mm. She didn't judge me. She's very open about it. Mm. Um, and it really helped. So yeah, definitely encourage you all to, to, to um, you know, look beyond the stigma and seek help like me too. Okay, great. Um, okay, you talked about managing earlier. I'm just curious, like, what are some habits that you have that has helped you really in your resilience 
in your mental health? Like in JC? Yeah, in general as a student. Mm, just, I feel like a lot of the habits that people have really brought up before, like nothing new, really just maintaining a healthy sleeping schedule. You know, it's totally possible to go to sleep early, wake up early. You don't have to sacrifice sleep in JC if you manage your time well. And really like eliminating distractions. I don't game. I don't have any games on my phone. I've never been a gaming kind of person. Mm. Notice that it can take up a lot of time. I don't even have like a gaming laptop. I just don't game. So that, that might have helped me a lot. And really just recognizing the things that set my energy, like social media. So sometimes I just delete apps. I might deactivate my account if it gets too much. Really just to focus on school and just keep my head space, okay? And also to avoid drama, you know? Friendship or relationship drama. I think JC is stressful enough right. about ha- having to worry about your friends. Right. So I had... I basically, my friends, they were all very mature. If we had any misunderstandings, stand, that, sorry, misunderstandings okay. were bringing out, yeah. there was very little miscommunication. Sure. So in, yeah, so in many areas, that just made life a lot easier for me and I could really just focus on school. But I think in a lot of aspects, I'm also very lucky. Like, like at home, I didn't have, like, I mean, every family has their own set of issues to deal with, but my, my parents are very mature. They, they don't, like, bring my sister and I, like, they just don't drag us into anything. Yeah, they yeah. settle any conflict themselves. So, yeah. And my house is generally very quiet. We all like, like the quiet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's nice. That's an introvert's dream, right? Mm. Just a quiet space for you to, to work. Mm. Um, you talk about journaling quite a bit. I thought I'd ask you about mm. it. Right? How, yeah. how has that helped you? I, I personally feel, I'm share my bias, right? That I feel journaling should be taught as a module in every school. But I, I guess... <laughs> I think it will help a lot, honestly. But I guess I'll hear from mm. you first. Yeah. Journaling. Well, journaling is really just... You know how, how I saw online once that, you know, someone said that when you feel like you're overthinking, just write it down. Because when you're writing mm. things down, you can only focus on one sentence at the time, right? So it just kind of clears my mind a lot because in JC, you know, when you're stressed, you have all these, all these um, commitments to get to, you really need that bit of hate space. Yeah. And journaling can take up so many forms. Like yeah. you journal, you write about your feelings, you write about your to-do list, you write about your goals. And you can also like keep a prayer journal. So sometimes when I feel like my head is too cluttered to actually just pray without writing things down, I just like journal, keep a prayer journal, things like that. Yeah, for sure. I think people listening to this, right? Uh, there are a couple of stuff like gratitude generally, like reflective journaling as well, like thinking about what you can improve or like what Brooke mentioned about. Um, you know, just expressive journaling, just writing down your thoughts. I mean, research has shown that it really does help to clear your clutter, your headspace, help you gain awareness as well. So yeah, just wanted to talk about that. Um, of course, your habits that you are, is very openly put on, on TikTok. So yeah, if you're not following, I think most of them listening to this will be listening because of you. But for the maybe 10 of you that are listening for me, <laughs> you can go and follow Brooke on, on TikTok. I think she puts a lot of tips there um, on her own life. Uh, but one thing on I want to ask you about, right? Uh, you speak about this. Is the growth mindset? Um, right? What What is it to you actually? Because you mentioned it. Right? What What does it mean to you personally? Growth mindset. And, and how do you develop it? I know what a growth mindset isn't, and it's just everything I don't want to be. Like I don't want to be like narrow minded. I don't want to like be stubborn and thinking that I'm always right into mm. thinking that into making assumptions about other people and not giving them a chance to prove that they're wrong. Okay. You know, just really thinking that. I know everything, my way is always going to work. And if I mm. fail, it's not my fault. It's like, I don't know, someone else's fault that I failed, you know? And that's very, yeah. very, very rarely the case. Mm. Okay. And how has that helped you? Like, 
It's a growth mindset. How would one? How can one develop a growth mindset as a student? Uh? Can one develop a growth mindset? Okay, I'm still developing mine. Sometimes I can still be very, very narrow-minded. But you know, I don't really just help me was realizing that I am human and I make a lot of mistakes. And because of that, I'm definitely going to be far from perfect. And I'm never going to be like well-rounded or just, you know, be good at everything I do. So one is really just humbling myself and then just reading more, talking to a lot of different people and just saying yes more often, the different opportunities. You know, like last time I was like, say no I don't want to hang out just want to go home and study things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. I don't want to like sign up for this extracurricular or this talk because I just want to go home and study so mm-hmm. that kind of forced me into a little bubble and I wasn't really doing much so sure. I also found that I was more unhappy then okay. unhappy oh. yeah oh, that's a great insight I think or rather the fixed mindset is characterized by the fact that every failure is a threat to your ego right mm-hmm. when your, your success is just tied to the outcome so every single potential failure is something you avoid completely <sighs> And the fact that you mentioned that you put yourself out there with the intent, not really with the intention, but with the possibility that you're going to fail, but you still go out there and do it. I think that exemplifies a growth mindset. Yeah, it's something people should, should definitely strive to look at. You know, it does help a lot. Okay, um, last thing with this segment is about common stresses that I guess students face. I know you receive a lot of DMs. Um, you also have a Telegram channel where you support others. What are some common stresses you observe in students nowadays? I mean, academic pressure, that one definitely. Okay. A lot of, yeah, I get a lot of beams just asking for like study tips, how to cope with this, how to cope with that, how yeah. to study for English, right. lit, math, physics, stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is like study tips, they're like, put it everyone studies differently you yeah, know so yeah. what, what works for me isn't going to work for anyone else so what i can really give is you know just really general advice you know mm. things that you might be able to find online so i don't know that's something i also want to work on like how to tailor study clips according to each kid and i guess you know i'm, I'm tutoring a lot of kids yeah. so that, that's a good really good place for me to begin Okay. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. Uh, context always matters more than content, right? People just take content at face value, but they realize that they are not book, they are not me. They, you cannot just take it and put it directly to you because mm-hmm. your life is different, your personality is different. If you try and copy someone else, you just be a second class someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And then you want to strive to be the first class you. You want to strive to create your own habits around mm-hmm. principles. Um, so yeah, I guess even then, uh, I mean, with regards to just academics itself, uh, like yeah, I'm just coming. I'm just a student, and I struggle with academics. Like, what is some top line general principles that you would you would give them? Probably. And the, and all they say is like, "Oh, I'm struggling academically." Well, number one is I actually ask a lot of questions like, "Why do you think you're struggling?" You yeah. know, what what have you done to kind of elevate that pressure? Like, you know, when you find out you're struggling, the first thing you should do shouldn't actually be like to DM a random stranger on the internet. <laughs> no, but they look up to you though. That's the reason. The reason why they DM you is because they feel that. Oh, so I am your be... first line of, <laughs> of um help, is it? Uh, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Well, that is a lot of pressure. Honestly, I'll tell you to go talk to your teachers now. And your parents first, your classmates maybe. And mm-hmm. because what I, what I really can then give you, because to be fair, like your teachers and your parents are going to be much more mature than me. Like maybe you might not take them as seriously, but what yeah, they can yeah. give will, will really be of much more help than me. Yeah. 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 Maybe just like actually, actually very general study advice is to be consistent, you know, do what when it's given, don't let the deadlines pile up, revise consistently. 
but also be disciplined enough to know when to take a break. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That balance between um, striving and, and just chilling, right? Mm. It's kind of hard to find that balance. Uh, mind if I talk about it a little bit, if you don't mind, um, about mm. how you know growth is a mix of gratitude and demand, right? You cannot just be continually demanding yourself to do more, to do more, mm. and then you have this sense of self-hatred or this mm. sense of self-loathing that I'm not good enough. Mm. It always has to be balanced with giving yourself a pat on the back by honoring mm. yourself for how far you come, having gratitude for where you are currently. And that mix of gratitude and demand is what usually drives growth. Mm. So um, I think you find that balance pretty well. And I think other people can definitely learn and also in their own way find that balance. No, it's not easy though. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I want to talk to you about this. This one is a bias of mine. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes you've, they, they, they always have problems with their relationship, okay? But then they get in a relationship when they're young. And I'm talking about romantic relationships. Like romantic, okay. Romantic relationship. Okay, and then my, my kind of bias advice would be, you're still young. Mm. You, know, you don't need to have been in a relationship, you know, work on yourself first and everything. But I think when I looked at, obviously, the relationship you have with your boyfriend, you know, how... You know how adorable both of you are. <laughs> I like a better word, but how you support each other. I tend to kind of change my paradigm a little bit. That hey, you can actually be in a healthy relationship even when you're younger. Um, yeah. How how do you manage that actually? How do I manage that? I mean, it's definitely on. It definitely wasn't all like all roses and like and just all that cute stuff, you know, because we got, mm. got together pretty young. And you know, sometimes I ask myself like, should I really have gotten together from so young? I think much, most when of I us. Ask, really- when is it? Oh, she in like sec four, middle okay. of sec four. So sure. she's still still very, very young. Like I had just turned 16. And then back then, I think both of us, we didn't exactly know what a relationship entailed. Like mm-hmm. we both had like this very idealistic perception of a relationship. But I think what worked for us was that like we didn't really care that much. So okay. we weren't like obsessive. We had our whole yeah. lives apart from each other. So we were just kind of like compliments to each other. So when yeah. we actually did have like friction or that, we could just resolve it quite easily because we, we like, not that our communication skills were top tier, but we just didn't care enough to have actual full-blown fights. You know? <laughs> so we kind of just like sailed it out, then got a JC. Then JC was just, JC, I just focused a lot on school. Like my relationship was definitely not a top priority. I thought, you know, like, you know, JC is just two years relationship. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to last until for like marriage. So after that, we'll have all the time to spend together. So our priorities were really always school. So I guess that was what worked for us. You know how a relationship should work like a Venn diagram, like you have the both yeah, of us, yeah. then you just have a small overlap and that should be the relationship. You should have a, your whole mm-hmm. lives outside of the relationship, right? Good advice, good advice. Yeah, I think some people make somebody the entire world, right? That's very dangerous yeah. because when something happens, you also get affected. When something happens mm. here, you get affected and then everything is mixed up. Mm, yeah, so you should have like a whole support system outside of your, your romantic partner, right? But the thing is for a lot of kids, like, Maybe they're a lot more idealistic. Maybe they think that, oh, your, your relationship should be the one thing to complete your life, you know. They should, like, bend over backwards for their partner. If your partner doesn't, like, act this way, doesn't mm. act like this this couple in a movie verse, then it's not perfect. Or, like, in K-dramas, you know, stuff like that. And I guess when you care so much, you overthink a lot, you notice every tiny detail. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the thing about relationships, I feel like in the media... It, they kind of glorify a lot of things that shouldn't be glorified, you know, mm. nice things that shouldn't be normalized. Okay. And as a kid, you might internalize a lot of that. Mm. And I guess you had to unpack that, right? You had the maturity to unpack all of that and say that that's actually a facade, or that's a fantasy, and then I can build something with maturity. 
Now, not many youth is able to do that. I'm just wondering, like, you, you just talked it out or is just something you're both intuitively knew that this is something that I'm sure it's a very mature individual, very kind as well. Guess you have common values, which probably helped quite a bit. But is there anything else, I guess, that, you know, helped in a way? That helped us. Um, <laughs> we had strict sure. parents, so we couldn't see each other very often. <laughs> So, you know, when we're together, then we'll just be like, you know, I'm not going to see you for the end of two weeks. Say, you know, no point complaining, oh, right? Let's just have fun. Really? Because we're oh, all from the okay. same school, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. And then even yeah. like in JC, we're like, he was all the way in the HP block. Yeah, okay. So, like, long distance relationship. It must have been nice, though, if, when you knew that you're going to go to the same school. Or was he from reference? Yeah, from Just from reference. Yeah. So, you knew that. Okay, you probably knew that you're going to go to the same JC then. Mm. Okay. But yeah, I think that's another thing, right? I think yeah, some people you meet every day. Yeah. <laughs> I see them with their... <laughs> I have every single day. But anyway, it's your choices. Like, who am I to mm. judge? I think the point is, um, I'm just trying to bring across to, to you, is that um, like, whatever you mentioned, like, whatever book mentioned, I don't need to, to rephrase it because it's perfect the way you mentioned it. Yeah, okay. Let's just talk about the last thing. Um, okay. Insecurity. I think insecurity is something... Um, Girls, even guys as well, they struggle with when they're growing up. Um, comparisons in all forms, social media, for example. In fact, some of them might look at you and feel insecure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, how, do you, how do you advise them on any insects and share it? Mm, when they look at me and feel insecure. That and also general insecurity. Really, just that social media is a highlight reel. You know, people only show the good parts. People are, people are also very insecure. You know, that, that's why they only show the good parts, right? Mm. They don't want to be judged. They're scared that they, they might not be adequate. So they only post the nice stuff. They post like, nice pictures, their, their graduation, their boyfriend doing cute stuff for them. So, but, you know, the thing is when it's a highlight reel, it still like distorts your whole perception of what real life should look like. And it just mm. kind of gets this impression that, this is what a normal life should look like. But the thing mm. is, you know, what, what really helps me is just looking at someone's, like, when I start stalking someone's page, I'll be like, Hayden's the best their life is. So mm. reality can only go worse from there. So that's wow, just that's a little reminder for me. Yeah. Reality can only go worse from there. Wow. Okay. And, and, <laughs> unless, they, of course, they put their struggles online, then maybe it's a different thing. Yeah. Most people just put their highlight view. Mm. Okay. Yeah. How have you, like, last question where before we move on to social, it's how have you personally managed your insecurity? Um, you know, especially now that you have, even more even more so now that you're kind of influencer and people are watching you. How do you personally manage your insecurity? Mm, I guess when I was younger, I, I didn't know how to manage them. I didn't even think they were insecurities. I thought they were things I should actually be ashamed of, you know. So I think the first step was really just self-awareness, realizing that, you know, this is just an insecurity. It's not an imperfection. And you know, the difference between an insecurity and an imperfection is that an insecurity can be fixed just by like changing the way you think. But an imperfection, mm-hmm. you know, you have to like physically change it. Yep. Yeah, so okay. it's a lot easier to change the way you think about it than to actually change yourself physically. So... Okay. Recognize that it's an insecurity. And after that, really just there are a lot of resources online. And if you surround yourself with like the right people to follow yourself, or, like the right people to follow online or like the right YouTube videos to watch, the right podcast to listen to, that can just really change your whole like internet scape. You know, instead of just seeing like Instagram models, you are seeing like people who uplift other people. You're seeing people who tell you how to like manage your anxiety or like just cute animals, very wholesome stuff. Okay. Yeah, and I think a lot of people forget that you actually have that kind of power, power to, to change curate what your you feel. Yes, yeah. yes. 
use that, use that for sure. I think it's mm. one thing people take away. Use that, that power for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's a good transition actually <laughs> to, mm. to the last part on social media. Uh-huh. A lot of people probably want to hear about this because you have power, right? For lack of a better word. Um, th- does it dawn on you sometimes, right? Do you wake up and go like, oh, wow, I'm sugar <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have such a big influence. You know, how, how does it make you feel? Um, I don't know. I don't think I even know how much I have. I don't know whether like, like this perception I have of myself in my mind, whether it's like an exaggeration or like an underestimate. Mm. So I, I'm still not very sure. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I think, what if I put everyone who likes me into like a stadium? How many stadiums would that fail? <laughs> I have no clue. Just no, really no You'd be clue. surprised. You'd be surprised. It might be a quite a big stadium. Um, yeah. But how do you keep how do you keep grounded from there though? Because it must feel very. Do I stay grounded? Yeah, it, it, it must really, um, you know, for the lack of a better word, sometimes boost your esteem. Like how oh, because yeah. you seem like a very grounded person, at least from my perception. Actually, the real question here would be like. Why would I not be grounded? Um, because I feel like people like me because I I don't try to portray myself as like someone completely out of their league. I try to be as real and authentic as possible. And I think that's what they like about me, like this element of relatability. Okay. So, yeah. No, I'm just, no reason I ask because I just wonder like, does it, you know, then get your head sometimes that like there are people praising you extensively right um, get to my head well it certainly messes with my head but it doesn't like boost my ego you know if anything it just triggers a lot of imposter syndrome mm. that's something I've been struggling with like okay basically one of my coping mechanisms whenever I meet like a new demon is to make a podcast on it that's my new coping mechanism I read up a lot about it then I will yeah. figure out my own experiences yeah but sorry for digressing but really just like imposter syndrome like these people like are they putting me on a pedestal yeah. what, what do they like about me am I really as transparent as they say I am am I like really am I really who they say I am you know yeah. and like what if they actually like knew me like who I am in real life and not just the person I put put out on social media would they still like me so this is a lot of the doubts I get yeah. Okay. yeah. I guess let's talk about the hmm, the beginning. You know, when uh you started out, mm-hmm. was it intentional? Like was it do you see yourself having this uh influence or was it just for fun? Uh, no, it's really way? just for fun. So I wouldn't think much. I'll just like see a fun trend, then I'll hop on it, then I would just then if it went right, I'm like, wow, it's getting views. Then I'll just continue doing what I did. That was really about it. And initially, I, I am aware that, or as I noted, that you, you might have received a bit of, for lack of a better word, hate comments, mm-hmm. maybe at the start. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, I guess I don't know the content of it, but I presume it will be people saying they are showing off or mm-hmm. people, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am just my perception. And how do you feel initially with that? Like, how did I feel? Well, obviously, I was much younger then, yeah. but then I was like, you know, like, I would feel bad, like, I would feel hurt, then I would just remember that, you know, these are anonymous accounts, and these are the, and you know, everyone gets similar hate, like, just, yeah. you know, there are a lot of girls on, in Singapore who just, like, post TikToks for fun, right, a lot of them doing yeah, what yeah. I was doing, like, one year ago, yeah. and they also get a lot of hate, like, sometimes I just scroll through the comment sections, and uh, sometimes there are girls yeah. praising them, then sometimes they're just really, like, other comments just bashing her for her body, for her face, yeah. or really just the fact that, that she just put herself out there. Right. So thing, you know, it's not just a me thing. It's nothing personal. It's just how toxic TikTok can be at times. 
Okay. Um, I wanted to ask about that also, like the toxicity and how you manage it. Um, before we okay. Before that, um, on we discussed this earlier about people putting you on a pedestal. Like now that you have grown and whatever you post has that impact on other people, do you feel like a sense of responsibility that mm. you have to live up to certain ideals? Yeah, I guess I have to be more mindful about what I put out. I have to think twice. I have to ask myself, like, how this be perceived? And sometimes before I, like, I post a TikTok that, you know, like, I thought might be fun, but might not be well received. I just send it to my friends. They're like, hey, guys, do you think I'm going to get cancelled for this? And they'll just laugh and give me their opinion. Most of the time, I just be like, I mean, if people want to really reach, then they will, but most of the time, they don't really care. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I talk a bit about toxic positivity a little bit? Because if people don't know you well enough, they might, you know, misconstrue and say that, hey, you're promoting, like, you know, unrealistic standards by waking mm. up early, doing stuff. Like, how do you, yeah. How do I deal with that? Yeah. I mean, okay, when I was talking to a friend about this, she gave me this very good analogy, you know, she, she likened, like, my study routines to, like, I guess it's a bit of a stretch, but I thought it was accurate, like a marathoner's training program. Like mm. it's it's what works for the marathoner. It might work for a certain group of other people, but it's definitely not for everyone. And the onus right. is on the watcher to be discerning enough and figure out like, hey, can I do this? Or, you know, it's not, the responsibility isn't on the marathoner to like lie about his training schedule Fair so enough. that it'll be more accessible for regular people. Got it. That's a, that's a fair point. Though. But I still, I do still do feel that um, you take extra effort to also let people know that this is your context and you're not perfect mm-hmm. all the time. So people should kind of understand that, you know, it's not just about promoting a full-grown hustle 24-17. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there was one thing I thought was interesting where I, I wanted to ask you, like, I mean, there are other accounts actually start up. I actually saw an account, like, just she posted just the fact that if she was in your position, she would, like that girl, for example, she said that sugar rest, right? My life would be complete. That would be perfect. That, you know, everyone else would, would be appreciative of me. And I think you you commented something in, and I'm not sure whether you remember that, that post that, hey, you know, actually my life is not like that. You know, it actually is not like the way it seems and you shouldn't be comparing yourself to me, my ideal lifestyle. And can you share a bit more about, I guess a bit more about that? Oh. I think that happened a couple of months back. And I don't know, I thought there was a bit of uh, how do I put it? You know, I saw it, then I just didn't recognize myself, like the way she put, she, she portrayed me. And I just, I guess there was a lot of guilt involved. Like, hey, you know, I just, you know, I'm putting stuff out that I think is fun for me. That, mm-hmm. you know, is this what people think when they kind of just look at my account? Is this the kind of reaction I get from people? I don't know, that just kind of hurt me, right? I know I, sh- I shouldn't be the one hurt, right? Like, she sh- she's hurt no, But your feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid. Yeah. Because yeah, so that's, that's not your intention. Right? Yeah. yeah, so I was just asking myself, like, should I think this, like, is it a me problem or a her problem? Like, mm. is it her fault that, that she, she, she tends to yeah, yeah. compare herself to me instead of viewing me as like, a source of inspiration? Or yeah. is it my fault for, like, not being real enough, not, not like, talking enough right. about my struggles? But the thing is, like, I try to, but those videos never tend to do well. You know, so, I mean, people seem to only like the videos of me doing well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. talking about how to read like 17 books in a month, how to, how to um, study like six hours a day. Then my videos of me like 
about like how to get back on track after burnout or like mm. things I struggle with. Wow, like, I didn't know. That's fascinating. Yeah, so those just get like a few thousand views then. Just nobody cares mm. about them anymore. That's, that's so fascinating though. I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just a hypothesis, but I guess maybe success draws us more. Glamour mm. draws us more than, than the downside. I guess it's a I guess it's a balance, uh, but yeah, your your point is very valid about that the onus is not always on the creator. It cannot always be like that. If not, you'll just be it'll be impossible. You'll be so straight jacketed that you can't do anything. Yeah. Right. But I do hope that the people listening to this know that um at least from what we have shared so far, that you present a different side, that they understand that it's not or that you see you now just a you know 15-30 seconds TikTok video. There's a lot more than that. And I hope that mm. you can take it in totality, la, in a way. Mm. But thanks for being vulnerable, though, about that. Mm. About feeling that, uh, you know, that actually hurt you a bit. Okay. Uh, I guess we can move on to talk about the last thing. I know it's mm. almost time. I'm going to hold it back too long. I know you have to share you, probably. <laughs> uh, but we talk about impact on other people. Mm. What about the impact it has on, on yourself? You know, like, what's the impact you have on yourself when you put out content? Mm. What have been some of the, the highs and the lows? Like? I think it's been largely very positive. Like, of course, yeah, there have been downsides, but I think the downsides, they're, they're very minute. Like, the goods far, far outweighs the bad. So it just really forced me to grow up a lot. I guess I wouldn't have, like, all this pressure if I, you know, just stayed low-key, if I just, like, did the bad minimum, bad minimum to get by in school, then post on social media. So... It's been a lot of learning, talking to people, definitely, like the meeting new people part. I've met so many amazing people just because of social media. Some of them are amazing friends. I love them to bits. And yeah, just really, I just really like the people element of social media, you know? Yeah, sure. I guess the, the lows, uh, you probably talked at length about it, so I want to ask you that everybody can go listen to that episode <laughs> uh, that Brooke did. Well, a little bit of that, right? The scrutiny and the salad mm. video, which, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you see time, that salad video? I, I didn't notice it, but I noticed the comments uh, saying that, hey, how come she put in something from, from before, you know, fake news. What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> My thoughts on that? I mean, what do, do you feel they have a fair? Do you feel that they have a fair point? A fair point? Or not um, fair I point? Like, I feel like, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I put myself out there, right? So people can just comment what they want about me, right? Like, like free society, freedom of speech. That doesn't necessarily make it right. I guess if you want to point out, like, oh, like, have I seen that video before? If you just phrase it like a nice question, and if you wanted to actually be helpful, you wouldn't do it on an anonymous account, right? And you wouldn't do it, like, publicly. Mm. You'll, like, text me on your main account and be like, hey, I noticed you used this video twice. Like, like, why'd you do that? And I've been more than happy to explain. But you know, the whole purpose, like, it was anonymous. It was like, this yeah, account yeah. designated just to slander me. So, you know, that just really says a lot about how genuine that was. You know, oh, the yeah. whole intentions yeah. behind it. So. Sure. I understand. Yeah. But I guess also it's scary, right? It's scary because like, every small thing you do will be kind of scrutinized. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can even argue that, like, oh, this is your day and this was not in your day and therefore, like, this should not be there. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I mean, anyway, anyway, I agree with all your points lah, about how you, you know it's okay to delete comments, but that your hate space, you know, and, and overwhelmingly that people that understand where you come from. Lah. So I, I think that's talked about enough. The way you want to belabor the point. Uh, I guess the last thing is 
on your intention, uh, intention and purpose of social media. I just love to ask you this. One second last question. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> on on intention and purpose. What's your purpose of using social media? What is my you? purpose? Well, yeah. that's, that's I know it's a huge question. I know it's a huge question. Yeah. Hmm, <laughs> what is my purpose? But, yeah, what is my purpose? Intention. Yeah. Mm, that's also something I'm asking myself. But I know that, you know, I just wanted to add value, like not just to my life, but to a lot of other people's life. Mm-hmm. And I want to do more than, okay, not, absolutely nothing wrong with like posting just like dance or skincare or makeup videos. Those are so fun. I love those. But I feel like, you know, other people can do it way better than me. Other people have better skin. They, they have better makeup skills. And like that, that's saturated enough. You know, I'm not going to be able to bring anything new to that, mm-hmm. that whole scene. Yeah. So I'm, I want to do something slightly different. I just want to talk more. I really like talking. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, that's why our podcast is doing well. I'm looking yeah. forward to whatever you put out. Thank I think you. Is, it's a real, it's, yeah, it's just a real positive influence among the youth. Thank you. Right? Uh, and I'm, that's why I'm so glad to even be interacting with you as well, by chance. Yeah. Very glad to be interacting with you as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, last thing is on a more it's a serious topic, but I guess something that is more debatable on, on woke culture, you know, like oh. cancer culture, Gen Z's, you know, like now these users are becoming younger and there's this idea of cancer culture. What are your thoughts about that? And how do you feel? thoughts on cancer culture. Yeah. I mean, I feel like cancel culture, like it's, you can defend it in theory, but most of the time it's just used in practice for people to kind of just project their own anger onto other people. I feel like, how do I put it? I feel like the if you do something wrong, like like no excuses if you like sexually assault someone. So I'm not mm. gonna discuss about like things that are actually illegal. But if you mm. do things like um, what are some things people get cancelled for? Oh, okay. I don't know if you you actually follow, but there's this um, model online called Hannah, and she used to like have this very like bad baddie aesthetic, you know, like black, then like um, a lots of eyeshadow. Okay. and eyeliner then she just changed her whole style to make it seem more like Korea boo you know like mm-hmm. light skin yeah. like red big cute eyes so like nothing wrong with changing her aesthetic right? right a lot of people were bashing her because of that like apparently mm-hmm. her boyfriend had um sexted some some minor so they're like oh why, why are you treating why are you dressing up more like a baby you know you're trying to appeal to your boyfriend so I feel like if anything her boyfriend should be at fault right like she's yeah. just She's just changing her aesthetic. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But people have been trying to cancel down, bring her down, make like just like accounts just to, just to slander her videos all about that. And it's just very disgusting, the kind of comments. They just comment about her looks, her mannerisms. Mm. And it, I don't know, it, it's just so disgusting to me that you have, it doesn't affect you personally and yeah. it's not your, your battle to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to, you know, make the world better by leaving one right. mean comment on an Instagram model's page. Sure. So. Yeah, by and large, I agree with you. Like, it's kind of a byproduct of the world we live in, right? You just have to, you know, live with it and see how we can do all the opposite, like, I guess, which is <laughs> what you're doing. But yeah, I find it quite sad at times. That's why I asked, wanted to ask your thoughts about it. I mean, the case for it, in theory, like you said, is good. You know, people can get caught out, things can move forward. It's the whole idea of ideas, wins and everything. But in practice, like you said, it's just a whole mob mentality. Even on TikTok, I noticed that most people, occurring me if I'm wrong, if this observation is not accurate, but I noticed that a lot of them don't necessarily create content on TikTok. 
They're just yeah. anonymous accounts. Because they're anonymous, they right? People. So they can hide behind this whole shield of anonymity. And they just bring random comments, right? Mm. Of course, I'm not nowhere close as my view is nowhere close to yours, but like, you know. Oh, you post on TikTok? Can I check you out? Oh, sure. Just, just like let me know your your, your sure. Okay. Appreciate the enthusiasm. That's <laughs> humble and nice of you. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I can put some of these, maybe, who knows, in the, into a small snippet. But yeah, I do small okay. videos, actually. Today's the O-Levels results. Mm. Um, so hopefully, I can give some encouragement to people. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, wait, we really, we come to the end. There's wow. one. <laughs> we have one final segment, though, surprise segment. Oh. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> 10 questions. I'm going to ask you 10 questions on growth, social media, mental health. Then you can just answer them. Okay. That's okay. So is it like a rapid fire round? Yeah, something like that. I feel like I'm on like the national science challenge. <laughs> if it helps you. <laughs> so the first question is, what is one thing you're proud of yourself for? Mm, just honestly very proud of myself for picking myself up after like every obstacle, after every time I just think that, that I just can't go on anymore and I'll just pick myself up. What is one of the best advices you have ever best received? Advices is to, you know, just have faith. Yeah. Whether you're religious or not, just know that there are some things that are ultimately beyond your control and you can only change the things that you are in control of. Advice you would give to your 15-year-old self? Oh, 15. That everything will really be okay. Like, yeah, everything will, will turn out okay. What do you strive to base your self-worth on? Um, actually, two things. How I treat myself and the kind of relationships I have with other people. So, the kind of relationships I have with my family, my friends. Yeah. What is one thing you struggle with that others cannot see? Oh. Okay, I'm trying to be very transparent about it in my podcast. But I think a lot of it still ultimately comes down to like this whole definition of success. Mm. Like, am I successful enough? Am I successful enough according to other people's standards? Am I successful enough for myself? Why do you go the extra mile to support others? Why do I go the extra mile to support others? Um, because how do I put it, how do I, like my whole like basic identity, like who am I as a person? Like my purpose is really just to serve God. And one mm. of the best ways I can go about doing it is to serve other people. And I feel like I don't know if I'm reaching, but I hope that like the kind of influence I have when it comes to internet might actually be a gift from him to kind of help other people more. So I want to make the most out of that and I want to use it in a, in a beneficial way, in a way that's fulfilling for me and for other people. Yeah. Okay. It's nice. Um, what do you love most about social media? What I love most of the people, like how easily I can just talk to people, how easily people can talk to me. This whole communication aspect, you know. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to feel like distance from my followers i don't want them to feel like i am this distant mm. detached figure online what do you dislike most um the whole element of comparison and how you can't be truly authentic online which technically can be a good thing but mm. how it just completely warps your whole reality okay yeah do you want people to put you on a pedestal um no why, no. why, why not? Why not? Because I feel like when you put people on a pedestal, you kind of treat them as something more than a human being. And it might kind of, how do I put it? 
Like, you know, when you're younger and you put your parents on a pedestrian, you think they're all-knowing, they know everything. So when they mess up, it just kind of whole shatters your whole reality. Like, oh my gosh, this person I idolize, yeah. she makes mistakes just like me. Yeah. It's the last message, right? Last question. What is one the last message you want to share with your, your listeners, your viewers, your followers? Oh, really just, you know, being a kind person is free. And you know, it's not just free, but it's very, it reaps returns for yourself for the people around you for yourself for your friends yeah just yeah thank you so much book <laughs> thank you so much for the invite <laughs> thank you so much for this time you spent about one hour with me i really appreciate it i learned a lot from you i'm very inspired by your heart for other people oh, thank your you humidity. also very i could say the same about you thank you for that yeah um, yeah, we've come to the end of this podcast, right? Of course, for sure, follow the book on the socials, on Instagram, TikTok, just Telegram channel as well. Um, check it out. And of course, you can follow uh, Rebound with Resilience on Insta, Spotify, uh, YouTube. I'll just link it up uh, if you want to just go on TikTok or so and create some minor stuff there. Okay, yeah, all the best to you all. I love you all and I appreciate you all. Stay resilient and we'll see you next time. Bye. <music>